Hello Games and Junk Game Club listener, do you like Final Fantasy VII? Do you like collectible figurines? Well then have I got the offer for you. You could win one of three collectible figurines. There's an heiress, there's an heiress, there's a Tifa. You could win them. All you gotta do is talk about this show with the hashtag on the Twitter. Hashtag GiveMeTheFig. So there it is. Hashtag GiveMeTheFig. You could win a figurine. Very exciting. On this episode of the Games and Junk Game Club podcast, we talk about PTSD, death, and a talking lion stuffed in a sailor suit. Jason Ariola, and today I'm joined by Anthony Vinueva. Uh, hello, guys. And Luke Maxwell. Hello. And today we're going to finish up our talk on the first disc of episode, or episode, Jesus Christ, <laughs> the first disc of Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. God, I am, I am all Eventually it will be episode, yeah, because it'll true. be the remake. Yeah, it'll That's definitely true. be episode one. You know, yeah. um, before we really get into it, um, while while I've been playing this, I don't know about you guys, but like I've been kind of, that's that thing has been in the back of my mind the entire time. Like, how are they going to handle certain situations? Yeah. You know, it's, They've said it's, that nothing is sacred. In recent interviews, the one thing I hope is sacred is Red Thirteen in that sailor suit. Because goddamn, I want to see that in HD. <laughs> I really want to see. He's just like awkward waddling. Look, I pass as a human pretty well, and his tail sticking out. He's like, bah, 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 like with his arms out, like he's Jesus. Like we were just talking about. Anyway, um, it's good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, the first disc. Um, I guess we can kind of wrap up the first disc all together. But I've got some bullet points I made as I was playing the game. Um. Anthony, I think on the last, yeah, the last one we were talking about it, you mentioned that I probably wouldn't like Final Fantasy VII as much as I did getting through the Midgar section, and I kind of agree with you, like, the pacing seems to have just totally derailed, and, like, the, the story got really <sighs> confusing, I suppose is the word? Like, it, it's, it, it sort of lost It takes a lot of detours, path. right? Yeah. Without actually <laughs> taking any detours in the actual, like point to point of gameplay it's like there's never any like real reason for you to go from city to city outside of like well it's the nearest thing there's never anything like not never but most of the time there's never any like oh well hey we heard Sephiroth is headed this way we should go to that town it's always yeah. well this is the only thing that's accessible now we should go there I guess because that's the only place we can go so that's something yeah. I hope they kind of work on it I think if we were playing the original like PlayStation without the, uh, the three times speed mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if you would be able to make it. Oh no! Playing on that, it's actually it's kind of quick. It's very quick. You can just skip the battles and play the story. Yeah. I got through the first disc very quickly, but without that, yeah. It'd yeah. Be a grind for I, sure. I, even <laughs> even playing it at, at the three times speed, like I was trying to get all the uh, trophies I could get while I was going through it, and that includes, mm-hmm. like I start, I just figured while I was at it, I would just grind everybody's break or uh, limit breaks up, and like I, I think I ended up you discount me probably maybe about two hours. I think it ended up at, like. 24 hours all total basically through the first disc but that was like me grinding and like trying to pay attention to the plot and getting hung up on geometry a few times that i got so frustrated with that i wanted to throw my controller through the tv yeah that's horrible yeah it's there's there's a lot of weird little things in there but um anyway like one thing like i really didn't remember very much was like the whole sephiroth like flashback sequence like I, i the only real part i remember about that is like where that god awful song like plays and Sephiroth is in the flames or whatever, oh, like yeah. it's really the only thing that's stuck out of my mind like over the years. And going through that sequence, I actually kind of enjoyed that. Like, I'm not sure why it just seemed like kind of well put together and actually made Sephiroth's like descent into madness or whatever the hell he is like kind of like crazy because like he spent like what an entire week I think in the library underneath um, yeah. the mansion mm-hmm. reading about materia and the ancients and whatever the hell he actually is and. Like, he did this, like, total, like, you know, it's like he, like, while they're going up the mountain and that one soldier gets hurt and he says, you know, I know it sounds cruel, but 
we have to move on, we have to leave him behind. Mm. It's like, you know, Sephiroth goes from this character who just, like, is very, like, human, and while, you know, he's very serious about the job, he's not unsympathetic with somebody who falls in battle, basically, or, like, gets killed in the process. So it's like, you go from that to this absolute, like, just insane asshole who's just willing to, like, murder everything in his way and go out of his way to, like, murder stuff that even isn't in his way. It's like, kind of kind of sets the tone up i think for a little bit like oh we need to get sephiroth because he's obviously an insane jackass mm-hmm. so um yep. any thoughts on burning the... villages and shit yeah anthony going back to that sequence now like what did you kind of think of it like uh i remember just i remember that being a grind that was the only grind i had back in the day yeah it's just it was so long that whole sequence and uh I enjoyed it. I just remember hating playing through it, but uh, I, I like still, how goofy I still enjoyed it is. It. With like the the haunted house shit that's going on, I like that stuff. Well, I, I like that sequence because it sets up a lot of the game, mm-hmm. and it's what yeah. thirty forty minutes of the game, and we get all this stuff about Sephiroth, and then till the end of the first disc, you get you get nothing about Sephiroth. We that's meet these true. new characters. To... We don't care. I about... can't remember. There's nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing to do with that sequence, like that flashback. Yeah, the game just kind of. I can't. I can't remember if it comes at this point, but isn't there that flashback where you're like, you're young. You're. Are you Zach at that point? Are you a young Cloud and Sephiroth no, hanging out? You're. When's that? You're. I mean, if, you're still. You're still Cloud thinking or yeah, yeah, confused that he's in Soldier or whatever. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. You put that. You put those two together though, and knowing. The, the Zach part. Yeah, I mean, right... You could only think of Zach in those, yeah, know, those moments. Yeah, I mean, let's not get too far into that because we're, we're only talking about, like, what's going on in the first disc. Oh, oh sure. So. sure. Sure, No spoilers, Yeah. Guys. Well, I mean, I don't care about oh, the spoilers. Sorry. It's just yeah. a matter of, like, kind of, like, taking it, like, yeah. as the game comes, basically. But yeah, I can see so. it. That's, you know... Okay. Yeah. But, like, yeah, like, it's... That whole sequence, like, I, I thought it, like, narratively, it did, it did the game a lot of service, but then, like, the rest of the, like, disc, basically, you're just all over yeah. the place. And it's just, like... Sephiroth occasionally pops up and it's like, oh yeah, there was a man in a black cape and he just walked across the ocean and walked out of the ocean. You're like, well, it might have been better to have that maybe more towards the middle of the disc or towards the end. I don't know. Maybe I think, reworked I, that. I, I think they could, probably could have cut out a lot of stuff in there yeah. rather than that because I thought I think like where they did it was a good spot because it was pretty early in the game and it set set yeah. up Sephiroth as like the big bad basically or for mm. want of a better term because God, makes there was a better one. But yeah, it's like. From there, it's like all of a sudden, it's like you're just doing all this stupid shit, and you're like, okay, well, we should probably keep going because no, okay, we're great, we're. It, but it, that kind of sets up the whole thing with like Final Fantasy VII for me. It's like the game is silly. It's not. I wouldn't say funny. Like there are a couple moments I actually laughed, but the game's silly. Like I don't think it's the serious tone that it took in Advent Children and like Dirge of Cerberus or, is gonna. Yeah. I, I, that's why I wonder, like, how this whole like opening sequence or this whole like first disc basically is going to kind of like work out for this remake. Yeah, because you think about like how it's structured, it really does seem like they had a lot of ideas and they just used all of them. Yeah, yeah, they they just like, had a, yeah rather than like throwing it at the wall and seeing what sticks, they just threw it at the wall and then put it into the game basically. Yeah, and I I think that it I don't know if it's so much like a translation thing. Is it? It's the case that the remake the the remaster i suppose of these games when you can get on the pc and the ps4 i think it's a new translation isn't it or, or it's retouched I anyway don't i think so think because so i have seen a lot of grammatical I remember a errors lot of crap from the first game still in this yeah because like, oh, okay. like yesterday um oh. when I, I actually put it up on twitter like kate when kate she or whatever however you say it yep. like sacrifices themselves basically um yes. like it said i you know uh, you know i hate it when i get too exited instead of excited or something like that i'm like okay yeah. well that's i was like great that's but you know he was he was uh predicting his own death he's exiting the narrative <laughs> yeah yeah except he comes mm. right back in final like final yeah. fantasy 4 fashion so yeah um good stuff it, you know some of the stuff i found in there too like 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 luke you were just talking about like they, they took every idea they had and just try to cram it in there was that like that cpr minigame thing like, oh yeah! Oh god, that was terrible. What I I, yeah. I don't understand. Like, I, I I guess in retrospect, it's it's like why would you put it in there? But it seems like they're trying to minimize the, you know, instances where you're not. I think interacting it's, I with think the it's game. to make it. Yeah, I think it's to make it more 
um, dynamic in a way like have the you know you hear a lot of di- uh, in nowadays when people talk about video games about the verbs that you use but it's to make more verbs there instead of walking around and fighting guys now you can do cpr or you can control a submarine or whatever <laughs> it's stupid shit you do in this game yeah you yeah. know honestly i would just rather walk around and control the guys because you know in an yeah. rpg i'm not looking for you know whatever the hell that was supposed because to be. Because it, it can never be good. Like, I mean, obviously it's their first stab at it, so it's it's not good. But, like, you can imagine now in the remake, um, you know, that's not going to be a an amazing experience, you know, timing a button press or yeah. whatever. And I imagine that they, I, I imagine they'll probably just make that a movie, I'm hoping, or if not, they're just going to make it like the, again, like we were sort of talking about off the air. Like a QTE or something, yeah, maybe? Yeah. yeah, maybe a little... A little bit more like uh, like the order the or yeah the order eighteen eighty six mm. where it's kind of like it's contextual a, it's, you know, yeah it's a little pop up thing and like you do it just so you feel like you're doing something rather than just watching it because there's whole segments in that game like there's a whole chapter where you literally don't do anything outside of walk and then lift something. What this is the order is it? Yeah, yeah, and that's what I mean, and and like so I yeah. guess they do that rather than just make this like long cutscene like just push you down this hallway effectively. And then have you lift up something. So I guess I kind of understand mm. why they do that in Final Fantasy VII. Because, you know, that's a considerably longer game. But, you yeah. know, there's constant battles that you get in in Final Fantasy VII. Whereas in The Order, it's kind of... I wonder like, how much you know, of it is actually going to be um, interactive in a sense. Like, when you think about remaking this game. Mm-hmm. Because of the, the pre-rendered stuff. You know, a lot of it is just moving from point A to point B. And I wonder if when you translate that to 3D and, and real time if it's going to be like Final Fantasy XIII was, where you're just sort of walking down a hallway and doing things every so often. Um, I have a feeling, a little feeling, that it might end up transpiring like that. Yeah, you know, the other, like, I was kind of thinking, like, design-wise, like... Because think about Midgar, right? It seems like a big place, but you're going from place to place to place. And the same that you were saying about the game and how it's structured. It's a lot of, like, coincidences and uh, just, you know circumstances that push you from one town to another and then you don't really have any need to go back to Nibelum or you know whatever Costa del Sol or any of these places Mm -hmm. you know yeah well and see like I like I said I didn't even feel like it was any like there was any sort like circumstances that would push you forward outside of it's the only place that I can access that isn't Mm. a place I've already been so it's like well it, it almost literally feels like it's shoving you down a hallway so Part of me, yep. you know, based on the whole, like, the way Final Fantasy thirteen turned out, wonders if, like, they're going to just sort of have you transition from point to point, basically, without you really mm. like, going across the field. And then oh, or, like, do... 10 has the same thing, right? Where you you would just sort of move from one area to the next. There was yeah, no you, world map. Yeah, group. yeah okay. I was gonna say, yeah, it plays exactly like 7. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Which uh, wouldn't be a bad thing. I wouldn't mind that if that's how the new and, Final Fantasy played out. Just and, make it yeah. pretty. And, and seeing, like, I, like, the, like, I was thinking, yeah. like, if they do, like, a... Um, if they want, or if there was areas where I don't know, like how the RPG system is actually going to work, or the battle system, but like if you actually wanted to go and grind, you just exit a- that area and you just keep going into battle and battle and battle. Basically, like it's sort of like the mm. uh, battle coliseum in, uh, in the Gold Saucer, where you just decide when you're done. You're like, yeah. okay, I'm strong enough now, or I've had enough. One, of one moment that really sticks out for me, and it's nearly just after you get out of Midgar. Um, one bit that I really like is where you have to fight that big old snaky. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you know, you come back later, and he's all—he's a—he's a dead snake. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Oh yeah. Well, you don't even—you don't even have. You to don't fight have to fight. Well, you, you can. can you but, can. And you can't yeah. win, basically, at that level. Yeah. So. Yeah, but it's—it's it's cool because it's so big. Mm-hmm. It's like and that's it gives, almost the size of a summon. Yeah, and it gives you—it kind of gives you a sense of, um, you know, like just what you're up against, in you know, in terms of Sephiroth, like you go walking through, and Sephiroth was there, and that thing just wipes the floor with you. And then when you get through with the chocobo, that thing is sitting there like on a tree or yeah, skewered, and you're just like, "Oh my god!" It's like, "Well, cool." Yeah. Tree-sized steak. It, like, that thing sh- killed us, and Sephiroth killed that like nothing. We're we're probably in trouble. So, do you ever? Do we ever get like an impression of why, like, what Sephiroth's strength is relative to Cloud? Because you think about like Cloud, he must be pretty strong to be able to lift that big old sword of his you know it's like some i mentioned in the last episode i was talking about berserk and it's it's like some guts you know level of strength there so like you know 
is is Sephiroth? Is it just that he's a mystical dude, like he's able to float or something, or is it just that he's 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 crazy cool? Like I know he has like nine 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 HP or whatever, but um, you know, do we ever get an impress like an impression of, of why he's so good? No, I don't think we do. I think really it's just a matter of like he's like skill. It was I think it was always just like a skill wise. Like if you're talking about like when he was in Soldier, I think it was just he was yeah. more skilled than everybody else. Yeah, he, he has higher numbers than the other guys. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I mean, and, and kind of getting to, I guess, like, what you told me about uh, about the Barrett, like, unlimited gun or whatever. Like, I was wondering where the hell the, the, the ammo was coming oh, yeah. from. I wouldn't I wouldn't ponder that thought too much because it, it, it's something that, you know, like, like, I thought that was a good point, Luke. And, like, it's something that, like, I, I guess you sort of have to suspend your disbelief in there. You just can't. It's, it's not something yeah. to get hung up on, basically, because, you know, um, I don't know if you saw this, like, that, that God, what is it, the... the a youtube channel and it's like this group of like um um forgers what are they called mm. um they made a they made one of the swords from uh dark souls yeah and it's like one of the huge great swords and these guys are like swinging it and it's just like there's no way anybody but like that guy from uh or, you know the mountain from uh from game of thrones could actually handle this thing because these guys are relatively big guys and they're like they're holding it on their shoulder and then when they go to like swing it down to hit something, it very awkwardly kind of mm. just, it falls. It's not really them swinging. They just kind of pick it up and hope it lands yep. on that thing. So it's like, yeah, I guess I think it's one of those things you sort of just have to like take as it is basically like, Oh yeah, of course cloud can lift a sword up like that with one hand, even though it's obviously as tall as he is and probably weighs two tons. Or, or maybe mm. they'll just make uh, the new remake more dynamic and there'll be a reloading mini game for uh, Barrett's gun. Oh, good. Oh, I hope so. Just like in Gears of War. Cool. That'd be nice. That yeah. would not be nice. Let's just add more to the remake. <laughs> yeah, just give just give Barrett something Let's to do. Let's explain these things. Outside of uh, outside of constant uh infinite ammo and doesn't have to reload and it's like don't doesn't have to worry about overheating. That, yeah, that's something to think about too then. Overheating of that gun. His arm should be melted at this point. Oh dear. So I think what it is is that he's actually got a withered hand and the uh, just Traps around the withered hand, and he pulls the trigger. Although I know that's not the case, because you see him lose his arm uh, in a flashback later on, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah lose his hand. Many questions. Yeah. Um, let's see. The now I'm a little bit hazy. It's 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 been a whirlwind for me playing this game because I've been playing on the bus um, on the PSP mm-hmm. on and off, and you know, kind of then playing it on the, the at home, and you know it's it's been consuming me, um, and I've kind of honestly been skipping um a fair amount of the dialogue and things but is the uh walking on the roller coaster is that part of disc one do i remember that bit yeah where you're walking on the roller coaster yeah that's yeah that was stupid oh yeah 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 that was and you fall through the planks yeah that's stupid yeah yeah the worst um you know one of the things i thought was kind of really trying like have too many yeah. No, go ahead, Luke. What's up? No, go ahead. No, I said they try and make everything too tricky. Oh, yeah. With the they... environments, it just it, it doesn't work out. So, yeah. Um, too many, too many like bits where you fall. Yeah, like it's 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 trying to be a platformer without any actual platforming. It's just like, nope, you took the wrong path, kaboom, or something like that. Basically, it's kind of it's kind of silly. Yeah, yeah. So I think <laughs> silly just is the best word to describe yeah. this thing. So. Um, one of the things I thought was kind of interesting yeah. is they brought the tutorial yeah. guys back. Like, uh, if you remember when you're doing the march or whatever, um, mm. what is it in Junin? Is that how you oh, say I it? hate that thing. Uh, oh yeah, I hate yeah. that too. But yeah, like, yeah. it's one of the side shops. Um, you can go down to like a tutorial level thing. Oh yeah. And the guys are there. One of them, one of you even says your explanations um, were so complicated, and I couldn't return to the live stream or whatever or to the planet. And I thought it was like kind of like a funny little thing, like you know, like a nice way of like throwing the tutorial thing back in there. Even though at that point in the game, I don't understand who would need a tutorial, but no, yeah, um, yeah, I mentioned earlier, uh, maybe it's of just... course the red thirteen in the sailor suit. That's yeah, that that's might be stuff. that might be one of my favorite scenes in the game, like that and the uh, the, the mentioned it a couple times in the last one. The uh, the fat guy getting off the train and then getting swung around by his wife. I thought that was pretty great. So, um, yeah, let's see. Oh, we're kind of okay. So, getting into the sort of the next phase, unless did you have anything to bring out with Costa del Sol or Jenin? No, no, okay. Um, is when you go to oh, yeah, basically, we're on the that 
roller coaster track thing where you end up going into mm-hmm. North Coral. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting, like how like just submissive, I guess, that Barrett got like when he got in there, like he just like was sort of just taking the abuse from the people, you know, from the people that he used to live with in that town, and just like they're sitting yeah. there beating on him, and he's just kind of taking it. <laughs> it's just like, wow, okay, Barrett, you literally punched one of your fellow terrorist members into the screen. <laughs> trying to break the fourth wall, literally, by punching him through the screen. But all these people, you just kind of sit there and let them beat the shit out of you. Okay, that makes sense. So, um, The other thing, like, I, I'm sure people have pointed this out before, too, but how the hell does everybody get into the gold saucer? Does everyone have to go through either the prison or that, like, shanty town? That seems to be the only <laughs> way to get in the gold saucer, right? Yeah, I think so. I think there's like an express thing for when you're, if you're like super rich, they airlift you in. I'd okay, say. maybe that's uh, the, maybe that's the case. But like, so like, you know, like it just it just was like the only thing I could like. I was like, these are the only two places, the entrance points for Gold Saucer. So, so I can mm. imagine like these like really hoity-toity rich assholes walking through the shanty town and oh, don't make eye contact with them. <laughs> so I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want the uh, I didn't want the change, Georgie. I wanted the cashmere. You know, it's it's that all. Situation. Let's see. Um, now, um, one of the reasons that town that Barrett was from got raised to begin with, you know, raised to the ground, was uh, Shinra basically got word of a terrorist attack, right? Yeah. And they decided just to wipe the whole town out. Now, it kind of makes me wonder, based on, like, Dean... Din? Dean? How do you say that? Dine? Dine, yeah. Dine? Let's go with Dine. Let's go with Dine. Let's see, that's the other no, thing, too. I've, I've had this, like, thing of, like... Like actually talking about the game, you kind of like realize like you're never really sure what some of the pronunciations for these things are. Because I've heard Nibelheim, I've heard Nibelheim. I'm like, okay, I don't know which it would be, but whatever. Yeah. So anyway, um, like so, it kind of makes me wonder, like, you know, where w- was like was dying kind of like trying to subvert Shinra in some way, or was that just like Shinra's excuse for just leveling the town to the ground, basically? So, mm-hmm. but, um. You know, Dying, I thought, was kind of an interesting character, too, because, like, it dealt with, you know, PTSD in a way. That, yeah. Like, it. Hmm. the only other character, like, I thought, like, maybe sort of did this was, I don't know if you remember, like, going through Midgar, one of the guys in the, t- or, like, in the pipes, I forget which town it is, but, like, he's in a pipe and he doesn't talk, he just kind of mumbles to oh, himself, yeah. basically. And it's kind of, like, assumed that he's just, like, got a really bad case of PTSD. So it seems like this game actually kind of deals with that, like, almost the whole... Not the whole game, but like a lot of the underlying tones of the game is kind of dealing with that, um, you know, because Cloud's got some issues that we'll get to probably in a later podcast, but and yep. maybe at the end of this one. But um, you know, like the undertone of this of like a lot of this is like you know dealing with these traumatic things that happen and how it affects them. Like dying, like I mean, what you know, he he asks you know when he finds out Marlene's still alive, he says, "Well, you know, you and me, we got to fight now." Because otherwise, I'm going to send Marlene up to see um, Eleanor. You know, it's like, so basically, you just mean he's going to horrifically murder his own daughter. And so it's like, obviously, yeah. the dude's like totally <laughs> off his knocker. You know, it's like, okay, well, that's that's kind of weird. And, mm. you know, then he goes and kills himself afterwards. So it's like this very, like, like tragic and, like, oddly dark. I mean, it, it doesn't it happens so quickly that it doesn't really seem like such a big segment. When you think about it, like, that is a really dark section of that game where like mm. i think that might be one of the bigger like tragedies in the game even like you know the the big uh you know the death at the end of this disc you know it's like yeah, i think that... i didn't even care that much but like as an adult now like seeing what happened at dying it's like i was more affected by that than i was with the whole heiress getting killed it's like man. yeah um another thing once it got into the uh i kind of remember like the chocobo racing thing being kind of cool god that has not aged well no, no, it's no like, good. How that looks terrible. At least it's short. At least those races are really short. Like that is, that, I mean, that is like <laughs> Nintendo sixty four level, like awful looking stuff. It, like, it's just like Winning Post, uh, but like an easier version of Winning Post. You just have to, um, you know, uh, manage your 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 stamina. Basically. Stamina, yeah. You know? <laughs> um, God, it's just like especially that part where you go into like the, uh, like the rainbow or the like really really like crazy colored area. Like, that did not age well. I mean, the whole segment didn't age very well, but that part in particular is just no. like, oh, God, this looks awful. And I failed to race the first time I did it because I accidentally left it on three times speed. <laughs> so I was like, 
yeah. overdoing I the... the uh, yeah, and I was like, oh, shit. So, like, like, I pooped out. That's weird. I was like, yeah, that's kind of... Oh, I see what happened there. Okay. <laughs> that whole... Uh, what is it? The Battle Arena? What's that whole area? Yeah. Uh, Golden Saucer? A lot of that cr- stuff is crap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Mog House. I mean, uh, oh, God. Did you did you do the Mog House? No, I didn't do that. It's, it's basically like you give the Moogle um, enough kubu nuts to make him full so he can fly, but don't overdo it. So you basically just have to sit there and kind of like... He'll, his tummy will grumble if he's still hungry, and then as soon as his tummy stops grumbling, you just have to sit there. But I can't imagine, like, while you're, like, not playing this game at three times speed, like, having to sit there through that, because it's, like, even at three times speed, it's, like, 15 seconds. I didn't play a lot there. of that stuff. A lot of stuff I remember playing when I was a kid, and then I, I I went back thinking now, like, this can't be fun. So I didn't do the submarine, the chocobo thing. Well, you can't playing even do the basketball. Yet. Oh, yeah, I guess you can't. Yeah. Or the snowboard. I just can't do any of that, but I'm not, I'm not planning to. Yeah. <laughs> or replaying the bike. I didn't replay the bike sequence. Oh, I did the bike sequence All just, for the, just for the trophy. The bike sequence is actually... You, you crapped on it uh, last time we recorded. Yeah. It's better than the Chocobo stuff. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. No, I agree. <laughs> that minigame is probably At least it's more fun. Yeah, that's the best There's something one. to it, whereas the Chocobo racing, it's like, oop, running out of stamina, better slow down, I yeah, guess. That that's basketball minigame. Yeah. But that Mog House thing was just like ridiculous. I was just like, okay, why why is this even in here? Like, at least most of this, at least the other side games, they they have something to do with like what happened to like what happened to the party at some point in the game. So it's kind of like, well, if you want to relive this experience for God knows what reason, you can. So, mm-hmm. um, getting into, I guess we can move on from uh, Gold Saucer to Cosmo Canyon. That session was really kind of like like lack of a better term hippy dippy like <laughs> jesus christ he's just like oh the planet and i are one i'm like jesus christ that's like well, i'm waiting for somebody hey let's smoke some ganja man and let's all let's, let's all hug each other i'm like oh god <laughs> that was the section like i was kind of happy to get through very quickly the only thing was like i had a problem with was um that was sort of it for red 13 in terms of story like after that he kind of becomes like a non-character basically yeah i mean and maybe pretty much i don't i think maybe that's kind of everybody in the game where like i like i think final fantasy 6 is not pacing in the second half of the game's a little it's a little sketchy at times but like at least once you got the characters their stories like their side stories wrapped up it was time to go get kefka whereas this like you're doing like their sides mm. or like their their you know their stories or whatever and we're seeing Red Thirteen's story in like ten hours into the game, maybe, and then that's it. Then he becomes like a non-factor basically through the rest of the game. It's like, okay, great, you've put more more time into Kate Sith or Kate She. Or... Luke, how do you say that? Do you know? I think it's just Kate She. Kate She. It's a, it's an Irish word, I think. That's what I thought because I, I, I remember I remember saying Kate Sith like throughout my entire childhood, and I remember like hearing a ways back somebody say like Kate She or Kate She, and I was like, what? Who? Hmm. Like, and then they mentioned that, you know, that dumb Moogle with the cat on top. I'm like, wait, that's Kate Sith. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that was just an odd choice to bring I've never over. Never heard it any other way. But yeah. All right. So, but we'll, we'll just, we'll just kind of like, if we hear one But that's person not how it, it looks. You yeah. Know. Knife? That doesn't make, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Knife? I guess. Okay. Knife? English is a stupid language. But say it again. Kate, however you said it, I don't even know how Kate you she? Kate she? Kate she? Kate she? Yeah. Okay. Catch she. Whatever. Okay. Move if you, if we yeah <laughs> if we say Kate Sith or Kate whatever we'll just kind of agree like we know who we're talking about yeah. so. Um, yeah. The old man too in there was kind of weird like that whole segment with Red Thirteen like it was just like weird that like why would they lie to Red Thirteen or Nanaki that he that like his dad like you know didn't run off as a coward he sacrificed himself for the yeah, that for is the whole strange. village it's like why. Why even go through that? It's like it seems like a mm-hmm. lot of torture to put through it. Your dad's you know, a piece of shit, kid. Yeah, it's like effectively like a teenager. Like, nope, your dad's a coward. Just ran off and let your mom die. Crying. Yeah, it's like <laughs> my dad's a fucking awful person. He let my mom die. And he let him get captured. And it's like no, he's Feel actually this him, hero. Man. It's like why the fuck would you even do that to somebody? That's awful. Daddy issues are a bitch, and to put that on somebody, <laughs> yeah, exactly. horrible. Yeah, to do it deliberately, you're like piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like some <laughs> awful parenting decisions in this game. I mean, God. Just the way Cloud's mom is, too. It's like Well, maybe he wasn't old enough to handle it. He's only, like, 45. Yeah, which, like I said, he equates <laughs> out to, like, what, 15 years old for that? Yeah, he's, whatever. yeah. But, yeah, it's like, but still, it's like, <laughs> well, what's worse, that your dad is a coward or your dad, 
fought yeah. bravely and sacrificed himself for our safety. I'm like, I would probably handle that better than like, wow, my dad's a piece of shit. Actually, I think that's how he they killed my mommy, basically. I think that is how they try to explain it. He's not old enough. They're not. It's not explicitly saying that. But I'm thinking my kid, like, I wouldn't tell that to my seven-year-old. Seven-year-old's mm. old enough. Well, okay. You know, either your dad is a piece of shit or he's not. You know, yeah. don't make him one if he's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, like okay, if, like, you know, if, like, if, if you know, just, uh, like, if, if something happened and, like, I, like, you know, sent my, you know, <laughs> my kids off and my wife and I died fighting and my, or, you know, and, like, I wouldn't want my, you know, my in-laws to explain to them that, like, you know, like, oh, no, make my wife look good but make me look like a piece right. of shit and then maybe when he's, like, older, then tell him I'm not a piece of shit, you know? It's like... Why the fuck would you do that to a child? It's awful. I didn't think about it that much. Now I'm sad for him. <laughs> it's like yeah, right. I you know what? Honestly, like I keep Red Thirteen in my parties because I like it. I used him the whole game. Yeah, like because he's cool. Red Thirteen and Sid are my are my two guys that I use with Cloud all the time. So yeah. Um, the like the other thing too in that uh, like that boss cave in the um in the G or that boss thing in the G cave where, um, like that demon face kind of pops out. God, that was terrible looking. Like it was. Is that I, the is that the wall? Was that the no the, the scary no, no. wall? No, no, that was in the, the Temple of Ancients, right? Oh yeah, I can't remember the I can't remember the demon face. Was that, that the guy that you can use like uh, an elixir on and he dies instantly? Is that the dude? I don't know. Yeah, but uh, so. this is the segment where like you have yeah. to use Red Thirteen or whatever. And yeah, that is. You yeah. can oh, use yeah, life that is the guy. Yeah, kill him. Yeah. Kill him in one. I think. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, because maybe I did. At, you know, when I played it originally, because of the strategy guide. But yeah, like now it's like. Playing it with the limit breaks constantly on, it's just like every fight's just oh, yeah. kind of a breeze to get There's no strategy to no, it. Just like, just beat the shit out of them until they just keep pressing X till everyone dies. So, um, okay, so moving on from there, basically, oh, the one thing, like, oh, we were talking about before with getting to like point A to point B, like, you get that, um, buggy, buggy right? I didn't even know this, but like, if you try to go past Cosmo Canyon, it breaks, yeah, it breaks down, down. Yeah. and you have to go to Cosmo Canyon. You have to find out that your dad. Isn't garbage, yeah, of course. Yeah. And then you go to, and then you, and then at the end, it, I forget who it is. I think it's Barrett that even says, "Well, it's fixed now. We can go after everything's done." It's like, well, that's so goddamn stupid. You know, it's just like you. I mean, like I said, it's like people give like Final Fantasy thirteen a lot of shit for being so linear, but it's like Final Fantasy seven is almost as linear as that. It's you can backtrack to other areas that you've been to, but there's no point in doing it. No, unless you really got into the, that that uh, real time strategy game at uh, at Condor. Or Fort Condor, oh. which Condor, Condor Pass, yeah, that's a, that's a yeah, that's a sh- oh yeah, and that's just like the start of um, Final Fantasy VI with the Mughals. It's the same game, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. Uh, Except it costs you late. money to do that. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah you actually have to call, yeah, unless you want to just leave, um, which defeats you the purpose of you even doing it. But you can just let the monsters come and then Cloud and Party will jump out and fight. Mm. But then, it, what like, about the? Um, what about the whatchamacallit? The uh, the other one. The Mog House game. What about that? Do you like that? A little Koopa House? No, no, we just talked about that. Oh, we did? Yeah, about oh, two man. minutes ago. Sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's a, that's a, throw the that's Koopa, a fantastic throw, mini game. Throw the Koopa nuts at him? Like, I thought it was yeah. just... Like, it, it just seems so stupid. Like, yeah. it has nothing to do with anything. It's just... I mean, unless you want... What is it? You get 30, 30 gold pieces or gold token whatever tokens battle yeah tokens. no yeah. it's whatever the gold saucer money is yeah you get 30 of those oh yeah battle from separate the guy, from the guy crap gold saucer sucks I, I know god that gold gold saucer thing is just like I don't yeah but um yeah it's kind of like this whole thing of like duh like I mm. just outside of like getting those 30 gold pieces or whatever it was from that guy that's watching you kind of voyeuristically and creepily while you play it's like why, <laughs> why? why? I bet why you that's much kids? more I, I bet you that thing is much more like resonant in Japan, where game centers and arcades are more of a thing, right? Like yeah. the idea that some old dude would be watching you. Probably. Right? You know what? I have this yeah. very distinct memory of this of like sitting at the front of a of a Walmart when I was a kid, and they had a Ninja Turtles arcade machine, and mm-hmm. this guy gave me a quarter and just watched me play. Like it was weird. <laughs> Like thinking back, like you know, so, it, like when you're when you're going through it, you're like, this random dude gave me a quarter to play a video game. So cool. Okay, we'll talk about it after the podcast. Okay. Just. But well, maybe let, 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 like, let me show you on my link figure just... where he touched me. <laughs> Man, but yeah, maybe, but, yeah, but you, know, you know, thinking back now, it's like that's no? creepy. God, why the fuck? Sorry. Uh, yeah, maybe it's just uh, a thing that he was no good at it, and he wanted to see 
you know, the the possibilities. He may have just seen me sitting there bored. That's true. And just was being nice and gave me a quarter, like, here, you have a quarter. And that would have been, that would have been like, what? That would be the equivalent of $300 in today's money. Well, what is our cape machine's going to run? Like, what, a buck, a pop now? At least? Here, it's like two quid, yeah. Yeah, that could be cheap. Yeah, Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, you know, give me a quarter for that. wasn't a bad deal, so. Um, Let's see. You know, like, I think, like, another one of my... I, I don't know what it is. Maybe, like, Japanese are really good at making fun of fat people or something. But, like, mm-hmm. um, Palmer, like, when Sid rushes out the door... Um, you know, we're in Rocket Town now. Like, and Sid, like, rushes out the yep. door to go meet the the president. Like, he kind of, like, like wobbles. He doesn't, like, even, like... It looks like he's trying to catch his balance. He looks like one of those, like, dolls that you try to knock over, like, those clown dolls. And it just kind of, like, bounces <laughs> yeah. back up. He's just, like, sitting there, like, ooh... Oh, yeah. And then he wants lard in his tea. Oh, yeah. That was weird. I didn't even catch that the first time. It's a new thing now. People are putting putting butter in their coffee. It's a new trend. God, no. So uh, he's... This game is 20 years old, though. Yeah, I was going to say, this game is 20 years old. I don't know where this idea for what. He's he's a pregenitor of it. Think about this. Final Fantasy VII is based in the future. (laughs) All right, you win. So it's speculative. (laughs) There we go. That this was just a common thing to do all along. So, so we're in the wrong. <laughs> Lard Looks is like it. Let's see. Um, you know, they, first. One of one of my other like favorite moments in this game, like humor wise, that I've played so far was that whole like Palmer boss fight. Like he like he's sitting there like when he start, he's like patting his ass at you like ha 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 you yeah, know. Yeah. And then like once you beat him, he does the like the nanny nanny boo boo like it's fingers in his truck. ears thing, and then like. <laughs> And then he ducks, avoid uh, just at the right moment, and ducks and avoids uh, the tiny Broncos like propellers. And then he runs off and then gets hit by a truck. I'm just like, <laughs> what the hell? Like stupid. I literally like I like it wasn't like a huge laugh, but I laughed at that section. I was just like, what the <laughs> hell just happened? Yeah, that was, was good. It was pretty good. Like, like in a, in a game that maybe takes itself a little well in you know. As the in parts. Game, yeah, as, as the game goes on in the future from the actual game um, in our time, yeah. like I it, think it the takes thing itself is, too seriously. There's those funny yeah. moments that I hope it maintains in the remake. Yeah, the thing about it is, it's like, um, but you could imagine seeing that in HD. It would just be horrible. Like seeing a man getting hit by a truck in <laughs> realistic detail. I really hope they keep the like the levity of that moment, though. Like He just like kind of yeah. like, you know, that wah 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 and just like knocks him off basically it's like okay what the yeah. hell it's just like they yeah, do this like, like super serious like... fight or something like that and then all of a sudden he just hits by a truck as he, he does the nanny nanny boo boo thing and then runs off or waddles off very quickly and then gets hit by a truck and the truck like comically kind of comes to a screeching halt you're like yeah I, 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 it's gonna be hard to do that i think comedically some of them are gonna be really hard to do like think, think about the chocobo summon that's gonna be hard to pull off because it's it's funny yeah, you know, the, yeah, where the little chocobo is, or the mog, or the Moogle is riding the chocobo and just kind of, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, because that's that's the reason. I think um, the the big thing about it is, and it's interesting what we've been talking about here about the silliness of the game, because it's like yes, there are <laughs> these silly things going on, but also what's happening. And I'm sorry, listeners at home, to, to hear me on there. Um, they have to hear us talk. Well, we should apologize for that first. So <laughs> yeah, well that's true enough. Um, you know. Uh, the thing about it is, it's like this, okay? Um, here it is, Jason. Knowledge bombs. What's happening to those characters is pretty serious, you know? The stakes are high for them. And this is their world. Shit like this is happening all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's like looking at an ant farm, you know? We can look at an ant farm and say, oh, well, isn't that precious? But we don't know what's going on down there on the ground, you know? Politics. Uh... Lives. Love. I think People that movie Ants covered it pretty well. Yeah, yeah that's right. Covered it pretty well too. And and a bug's life. Remember that? <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Actually, I well, took that in those too. movies, there's very serious things. Woody Allen was having a bad time in Ants. <laughs> I don't remember. Woody Allen's having a bad time now too. Uh, oh, he's this. <laughs> Allegedly, see. a bad time. Let's you know. Allegedly. Um. Now, another thing, too, like, I, I had a problem with, like, once you got the tiny Bronco, um, like, was finding where the hell you were supposed to go after that. Because I know you're supposed to go to the Temple of the Ancients. Oh, but yeah, you have to wrap all the way south. Yeah, and, and then go through that river or whatever. And it's just like, 
So I ended up actually going north and finding Bone Village first, right? And Ooh. another thing I put up Sequence on... Sequence break. Yeah, another thing I put... Well, not really, because nothing happens. So, yeah. you know, getting back to that. Um, like, there's that, like, dragon skull, right, as you walk in, and there's a jet fighter, like, in torn in two right next to it. And you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Hmm. So it's kind of like, not really sure what that... Because it's like, a, it, it is a fighter jet, I mean... I'm not very good with them, but like it kind of looks like the back end of like an F-14, and then like the front end, I think, like of an F-15. It's just like kind of strange. I'm like, well, what the hell? It was like, did this jet take out a dragon? Is that what happened here? Because I mean, you know, we we have this whole mix of like you know technology and magic, but it's just like a entirely different level of technology exists in this game. Where I think it's kind of funny that they're planning on going to the moon, but they really haven't mastered flight much in this one. Like the tiny Bronco is this huge prize to be had. People are still traveling by sea, and the you know the airship that they have is like this gigantic prize. But they were planning on going to the moon with a rocket. It's Although, like, if you look at it during uh, or space anyway. Well, uh, never mind. I was going to use a bad example. I'll go, I'll go back to we didn't get we went to space in what sixty nine. Mm-hmm. Were we flying a lot back in the sixties? Oh, yeah. See, I guess I just didn't know much. Yeah, I mean, they had. I mean, like, in, commercial flight was a big thing. Oh yeah, I mean, in the oh, right. like, but do you remember? Uh, I doubt you remember because it was like. Well, uh, I guess they had Air Force One. Never mind. I but, uh, punched myself. But Pan Am, that show where... Yeah, yeah I mean, that just placed in like, the same era as like, Air Force One and Kennedy yeah. was put on a fucking plane. Yeah. Well, I mean, even, shot. even uh, like like the Nazis had like a had a, uh, had a jet fighter that they like kind of got into the war just at the end of it. So, All right. so never mind. Yeah. All right, we did go to space a little after we yeah. mastered it. But yeah, so it's like they're not even at that level of like jet propulsion yet. They're still like, you know, mm-hmm. using propellers for everything yeah. and... There's this jet fight. So obviously this happened like a long time ago, but then it kind of like, it's like, what the hell is going on here? So it's so, like the whole Jetsons versus the Flintstones theory, you know, that like the Flintstones takes place on the earth in the Jetsons. And, oh, you yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. It's been nuked or whatever, you know, the commies got them. Um, mm. See, yeah. I always heard the theory that it was, it was just on the same planet just took place like, you know, thousands of years in the future or whatever. So. Oh, I see. I always heard that what happened was the Jetsons, because they're all like in space, they were just above the um, Flintstones. I mean, we'd actually have to watch the Jetsons meets the Flintstones movie to find out exactly what's going on. You know what? I don't think, I, I remember watching that as a kid and I don't think they explained it. Oh. I don't know well, how Well, typical Hanna-Barbera, so. huh? Yeah. <laughs> Shitty storytelling. Shitty animation. Uh, so. The worst. The worst. Oh, God. I, you know, Luke, I don't think you and I could agree on anything else any more than that. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Now... Temple uh, of the Ancients. Huh? Let's move on to the Temple of the Ancients. Um, you know, that thing was a little hard to find, I thought. Um, and, man, that whole, like, um, chasing that guy around <laughs> in the, through, like, through the doors, that was just the worst. God, that was so yeah. dumb. I, I just... I thought, like, I... You know, it's been... 18 years probably since I've touched this game this far um, I went back or you know I'm going through and I'm like I'm thinking you just keep following him right and so I'm sitting mm. there for like five minutes just like when the fuck is this sequence end <laughs> and I just pull up a guide on um, you know on my iPad while I'm, walk- or while I'm playing I'm like oh. and then it ended five seconds yeah later. and I'm like done okay great cool it's like, it was terrible um, yeah. yeah that was the only part of the planet now because there's no indication that there's like yeah was it yeah, like, there's no indication there that there's shenanigans going on. No, it you doesn't know, even tell have, you to like try to rush out yeah. in front of them. And the, yeah, outside of like you having to memorize every single one of them or write them down, like it's like, um, yeah. So that's a that's one of those sequences I hope disappears in the uh, in the remake. So, um, so all, let's all, hope so. All in all, I thought like Temple of the Ancients was like this really weird kind of like like phase of the game. Like it just. It just felt a little too trippy, I guess. Like, like that whole, um, like I guess the first segment of it was like an MC Escher painting, basically, where you have a hard yeah. time kind of telling. Like, you got a hard enough time telling where you're going as it is, just based on like the you know the pre-rendered stuff, and then Cloud's little weird polygonal thing, mass <laughs> that he is like walking around, and then it's like then you've got to figure out well this thing connects this way, and this thing is actually just covering up this way. It's like it's it's hard to look at, and I can't imagine like. How the hell I got through that? Unless I was using, unless I used the strategy guide when I was a kid. So, because, <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing too, uh, Anthony, you played Chrono Trigger, right? Uh, not to completion. Not a lot of it, actually. Wow. Honestly. Okay, Luke, you played Chrono Trigger, right? 
Yeah. Okay. So when the temple started shrinking, did you notice it sounded exactly like Lavos screeching? Oh yeah. Like hmm. it was the exact cool. same screech. I was like, "Whoa, that's strange." That's the exact same sound effect. So those games aren't that far in uh, years apart. Are no, they? no, they're pretty. They're pretty. T- they're pretty yeah. close together. They're so. probably actually planned contemporaneously. That's yeah. video games. Wilhelm scream or whatever it's called. Wilhelm scream. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Used twice, but it's the same. <laughs> there you same go. comparison. Um, you know, and I thought like like that whole sequence of going to get Keech. Kate Sith. We'll just yeah. we'll just Americanize and say Kate, Kate yeah. Sith over okay. here. Yeah, we'll just do that. Um, um, <laughs> like, like you know, he calls you, and after you know this this asshole is like you know he turns out to be a spy. He actually turns out to be, God, what was the guy's name? I said like I, like, I thought the detailing on his face was kind of funny. From Shinra, oh yeah, remember? like it, it turns out to be him. You know, you find that out later. But like, that's right. Um, like you know, he's he's a Shinra spy basically, and. Now you're supposed to trust him with like the Temple of the Ancients or whatever, and it's like, no, I know, I just handed over, um, you know, the Keystone to Shinra, but now you can trust me. It's like, no. well, I'm going to mm. sacrifice myself, and it's like, okay, but anyway, so you go and get him, and when you get him, like the door, like becomes or like the or the wall for the door, like becomes alive, and it's just like it kind of reminds me of that wall in uh, Final Fantasy IV that oh, traps yeah. the two twins. And it and it almost is, seems like the whole section is like a nod to Final Fantasy IV's like heroic sacrifices that effectively become pointless because it sacrifices itself right after you face or you know fight that wall, and then it comes right back. Like, hey, I'm Kate, you know, hey, I'm Kate Sith number two. Nice to meet you. It's like, oh, is now a bad time after you know Sephiroth just freaking took the Black Materia or whatever. And you're like, oh, this character's dumb. Like, if it. it if any of those characters should have been optional, I think it should have been him. Because, God, his storyline is just so stupid. It's like, I'm a spy. I'm really just a puppet being controlled. And in combat, his garment... Or garment. Garbage. garbage. <laughs> his limit bricks are stupid. He, yeah. He's, he's, got, he's got two limit bricks. And they're not even good. They're not. Slots and, and whatever else is after dice. that. Who cares? Slice and dos. Slice and dos. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's Jason. I talk on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Slots and dice. So. That character sucks. Yeah. Um... Let's see. And, like, you know, kind of the other thing, like, the, um, so I, I would probably move on from Temple of the Ancients now to the actual, like, what was it, City of the Ancients or whatever it was? Mm-hmm. Um, that whole section, well, that section in Bone City where you go and have to, like, pick where you want to dig, I don't mm. understand what the purpose of that was. Like, just let me pay, like, 10,000 gold or whatever, or 1,000 gold, and you just give me the damn thing, or do a little cutscene of, like, Hey, you gave us a thousand gold, and you know, then you go to sleep and you wake up. Hey, we found it for you. Here you go. And move yeah, on. that'd be nice. God, it was just that whole section was like stupid. But um, <laughs> anyway, um, like that whole city, of the ancients. Like I thought it was like an interesting thing to look at from the or at at the top. Like it was very like kind of like coralized or whatever. Like it looked kind of like yeah. something you'd see on the bottom of the sea floor. Yeah, like um, the barrier reef. Except well, then when you get down like downstairs and then you like see Eris sitting down there, like that whole section like just like architecturally seems very different than the rest of it. It's like very clean and um, hmm. um, I don't want to say like, but like it almost looks like an art, like an art decor kind of thing. Like it looks like something that was made to be looked at, not actually walk into. Whereas you know that that whole city of the ancient things, it looked like kind of like fancy primitive living in a way i guess so just like decorum wise it just seemed kind of strange so or decor wise <laughs> decorum i can't talk god anyway i'm gonna blame my hip surgery for that one so um i do kind of like that whole section where um you walk up to eris and you don't get a choice but to do anything but like you can't do anything but like you know you pull your sword out and you start swinging at her it kind of gives you puts mm. you in that sense of like you know like Sephiroth is in control of Cloud and Cloud is yeah. you know he's not he's doing things he's not really capable or not capable of but like he doesn't want to be doing so mm-hmm. it kind of gives you as I guess a game play, as the game player like you know I don't know what's the word I'm looking for um like makes you a little bit more sympathetic towards Cloud that like he, he's not in control of his actions and it kind of puts you in mm-hmm. that sense of like here you're going to do something that you don't want to do you're going to kill Eris and you're like no 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 it's like I 
you press the button, you keep pressing every other button you can trying to get out of the section. You're like, I don't want to kill her, you know? And and then, you know, 30 seconds later, Sephiroth pops out of nowhere and just kills her anyway. So it's kind of like, okay, kind of almost defeated the purpose of that whole section. But it was a nice little moment, I thought, that was uh, maybe even a little bit more... Um, ambitious than the rest of the game is at some time at some point so yeah it's it's nice to to rob the agency from you there and and kind of put you in you know almost make you do what what happens very shortly after that yeah yeah so it's almost like sephiroth like is like trying to make you do it and cloud manages to get control back and he's like okay well i'll I'll just go do it anyway so he's trying to make you do it to make you suffer through it so it was like Mm. it's kind of like an interesting little piece of that game that like i don't think they ever touch on as well again so um, now, it, it's 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 a stupid nitpicky thing, but the way the materia bounced, it just happened to like <laughs> bounce off one pillar to the next pillar to the next pillar, just just ever so slightly, like changing degrees as it's bouncing. It's like well, that, that's a little. I thought that was kind of like silly. I suppose it just was like why, but I thought like the musical touch, the way like every time it fell, like the the music kind of kicked back up. So every time it bounced on the floor, it kind of, you know, crescendoed a little bit. And then Hmm. that was like an interesting little touch there. So this is not my favorite bit of uh, Uematsu's work, but I thought that that was kind of actually a pretty cool, like choice that he did there. So, um, sure. And now something's a little awkward. If you leave it running where right after cloud or, you know, Sephiroth kills, um, Eris and cloud is holding her. Hmm. Sephiroth is literally just standing out there with his arms extended yeah. and like looking T-pose. up and you just like, and if you just leave it, it's just very weird looking because both cloud and Sephiroth will blink. So he's just sitting there like, you know, holding himself out exalted. Like, yes, I just killed this bitch. He was praying, you know, and just like, we'll sit there and just blink. Hmm. blink. It is. It is pretty good. <laughs> it's a little bit of a jarring moment for such a, like a, like a section that's supposed to be so like sentimental <laughs> and like sad. Um, yeah, uh, and then like there's this uh, Anthony. Since you're playing the PS4 version, I don't know if you caught it, but like the animation of like when Cloud like looks over at Sephiroth and says like, uh, God, "What did he say here?" Um, he's basically he told him to shut up. And he like said, "Shut up," or you know whatever you're saying, and then he like kind of starts inching back his head and says, "You know, Eris will never laugh, never cry, never feel or be again, or whatever." It's like this very jerky, like, it's like a horror, like, <laughs> movie motion of, like, the head turning around 360 degrees. It's very, like, you have to expect that sound to come in. Or, like, or, or uh, was it one of those, um, do you remember the, the like, Chuck E. Cheese, the band or whatever, the yeah. mechanical role? Like, you kind of expect it like that. Or the Hall of Presidents or whatever. You kind of, ex- it, it almost moves like that. It was, like, very, like, good. Could have cleaned that up a little bit somehow. No? All right. Um... So, my kind of last thought on that whole section there, and if um, if you guys have anything to add, chime in, of course, um, was, like, it kind of made me wonder now, like, during that, all those times that, like, Cloud is, like, talking to himself in dreams or whatever, like, when you're at uh, Jenin, and he's, and, you know, he says, are you, are you awake? Yeah, kind of, or something like that, like, it's, you know, you you have a, uh, like, a lighter font and then a, um, a more bold font, of the conversation between the two. It kind of makes me wonder if that's Sephiroth maybe talking to him. Could be. I, 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 I kind of wonder like which one of them that actually is. If it's clouds, like the real cloud talking or if it's like Sephiroth, like trying to manipulate him because, uh, you know, as we've gone through, we've seen um, all of these, like the black hooded mashed potato blobs or whatever, or, you know, bags of potatoes. They, they're all, you find out later, you know, all equate out to like what cloud is basically. Um, but, they're all being called by Sephiroth, and it makes you wonder if, like, this is Sephiroth's way of calling Cloud, like, pushing him forward to wherever Sephiroth is going. So. Oh, anyway. Um, Luke, do you have anything else to add, or? Oh, we lost Luke, I think. So, uh, let's take a quick... Good night, Luke. Yeah, see you, Luke. Yeah. Bye. Bye, Jack. Now that he's not here, let's go ahead and talk about it pretty badly. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to take a quick little break, and we're going to get Luke back. Thank you. 
and we're back. We are down Luke, unfortunately. Uh, Luke, Luke, the time difference between us and Luke is a little severe. So, uh, Lukey Luke went to sleep, and uh, we're gonna we're just gonna kind of cl close out thing here. Uh, Anthony, do you have any uh, kind of any? <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what. The Sorry, hell. it's funny. I don't know what the hell that was. So, anyway, do you have any uh, kind of closing thoughts on the on the first disc? Like, how did you feel about it overall? Oh, I was gonna. It's kind of a joke, but uh, I didn't use Ares like the whole game i didn't play with her at all yeah because she sucks in combat she's very weak yeah now let me ask and you so you, okay it, it's kind of funny just seeing her die and like it's still kind of impactful but not really not it just kind of comes out of nowhere because i don't use her at yeah all. so okay when you were when you were playing this game originally did you use her in the party uh i don't think so i remember i was using a Red 13 and somebody else. Okay. See, I always used to use Eris as, like, my magic person, and then I would have Red 13 as my other character. So, like, when she died, it was actually kind of a big moment for me. I was like, oh, well, shit. Great. There goes my magic user. Who do I use now? And I was actually, like, looking at stats and everything for some of the characters, and Vincent's actually the next best magic user, and I'm not using Vincent. So, all right. so I'm just doing Sid and Red 13. I used Red 13. He's kind of well-balanced, so. Yeah. His so magic's all right. I, I kind of gave him a decent amount of magic, but I kind of loaded up. Sid on the magic so I can put him in the back row. Yeah, and I always use Sid once uh, I, got, I got him. So, yeah. Because he's funny. Oh, you know what? We didn't, like, okay. Well, oh, yeah, we kind of forgot about that. Yeah, okay, so one quick thing about Sid. Like, I, I, I have to say, like, I absolutely adore Sid. Sid is probably my favorite character in this game. Like, and I don't, I, I remember him being pretty, like, foul mouth, but I didn't remember how much of a yeah. foul mouth asshole he he's was. He was mean at first, like, when you first meet him. God, like, the way he talks to, uh, Shira, right? I think so. Yeah, like, like the way he talks to her. Whatever her name is, I mean, it's probably not Shira. That's that. That's the female version of He Man. So, <laughs> whatever her name is, whatever. Like, who cares? His assistant that he nearly killed. Like it's like, it's like he's he's like such an asshole to her. She just sits there and kind of takes like verbally abusive to her. And the whole reason was um, like just because like you know he's like she's checking the oxygen tanks or whatever, and he's like he's like God, don't make me choose between my dream and murdering you. And it's like. <laughs> This should be a pretty clear choice. It's like, wait six months or you're going to be a murderer. It's like, well, you should just, just murder her. I mean, yeah. no, I, uh, no. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, no, I would have. I don't know. Like, she clearly was okay with dying, you know? It's like, so I, I kind of don't understand, like, what the even, like, argument was in her, in, in his head about it. Like, I guess, like, I, I want to know, like, in the end, like, if is there going to sort of be any, uh, any point to that whole relationship that you saw? Because... Like, the way we've seen, like, Red 13 stories is, like, wrapped up now. It's done. Yeah, um, I think that's it. Yeah, that's I'm pretty sure that's it. Because I remember, like, thinking, like, even, like, when I played it originally, like, Red 13 just kind of vanishes, basically, as far as being a character goes. So it's like, cool. that, But I still like him, so I'm going to use him. But, okay, he doesn't really add anything to anything. So, um, the other thing we didn't really talk about was the Wu-Tai section. Did you, did you go through that? The one with the Yuffie? Oh yeah, no, actually I didn't. Okay, is that did I miss that? You 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 can still get it in disc two. Yeah, right. I know a, you can get it whenever, but it's a, it's a, yeah it's accessible once you get the tiny Bronco. Oh, I and so I did that. I, I did it just to get it out of the way. So just because right. I would have done that if I would have known. Um, you know what? I'll save my thoughts on it for the next time because there's some pretty cool sequences in there. Right. So we'll I'll, we'll hold off on talking about that until then. So yeah, that's a fun area. Um. Okay, so let's see. Yeah, other than that, like, okay, we kind of wrapped up Sid. Like, do you have any other thoughts on Sid? Like, no, nah, it's just fun. Yeah, I like Sid. Like, I, I always I, remember him being a foul mouth. I don't remember him being so mean. Yeah, but I remember him just cursing a lot. Yeah, yeah. And a like the one thing like I, I never really noticed, I guess, maybe because it was just the TVs we played it on. Like, he's got a pack of cigarettes in his headband with a cigarette like uh, popped up already. That. And if you like. And if you watch what he, when it's over, or like when you know the victory happens after a fight, like he'll he grabs a cigarette out of there oh, and yes. like pops it in his mouth. I'm like, that's <laughs> yeah, kind of cool. So, <laughs> like you know, I know like, you know, you're not supposed to glorify smoking or whatever, but it's like he Sid is just kind of a cool character because he's just like the most normal guy in there. He's like, what the fuck did I get myself into? Like you know that scene where you're all gathered together in the uh, the ghost hotel in uh, the gold saucer. Yeah. Like, he's just sitting back there like, yeah, clue me in. I don't know what the hell's going on. And then he falls asleep in the middle of the story. Like, Kate, Kate Sith goes to the back to like, don't you think so? Or don't you think so, Sid? Or something like that. And he's just... And just <laughs> it's like, all right. Yeah. I like Sid. Yeah, I wonder how they'll do Sid in the new game. That's that's going to be fun. Yeah, I think Sid, hopefully, like, they don't tone him down. I hope they actually no. kind of keep his 
what his attitude that he has because like cloud like i think before cloud kind of breaks down like i don't think cloud is as i don't think i hated cloud as much like let me let me reword that i don't hate the pre-breakdown cloud as much as i do like afterwards and everything that he's sort of been like, canonized as since then basically so like the original version of cloud was just kind of like a just kind of an Aaron jackass basically i don't like that it's the whole like mopey dipshit like i don't know oh oh i got cut line i don't even know who i am oh fuck you i hate that (laughs) nonsense but anyway we'll get into that on the next episode so um so um we're looking at about two weeks for the next episode um anthony and i have to go through it luke's already finished it but um so if you're playing along with us, um, just get to disc two and that should do it. So, um, real quick plugs. Of course, you can follow me at, on Twitter at Jason Ariola. You can follow the site at games and junk, uh, games and is the website. And, uh, Luke, you can follow on Twitter at Luke Maxwell and listen to his podcast, the movie express, who he does with a friend of the show and one time guest, uh, Connor. We hope to get Connor back on here eventually. Cause having Luke and Connor on here kind of adds a little bit of, uh, almost professional podcasting sound to it like they both have great speaking voices where i don't know if we no, really I, do i don't <laughs> and they're also very uh you know articulate and we're both kind of stumbling through this yes. thing half the time so <laughs> one more get now. one more in there yeah, one more yeah. jab yeah there we go <laughs> i don't know if i could beat us down any worse than uh than uh, red 13 was uh, by his parents or by yeah, his was, lack of parents i didn't think about it but that's one. yeah that's kind of shitty parenting Poor so guy. Anyway, um, thanks for listening to the Games and Junk Podcast, and we'll talk at you guys in a couple weeks.